Welcome back to the Maastricht Diplomat. The following episode was made in collaboration with the Development Committee of the United Nations Student Association here in Maastricht. In this special episode, guest hosts Alexander and Ginevra interviewed Dragomir Radiyatsev to discuss SDG 7, the Sustainable Development Goal for Affordable and Clean Energy. You are listening to the Maastricht Diplomat. Today's episode, we will be talking about SDG 7, namely United Nations Sustainable Goal for Affordable and Clean Energy. In particular, we will talk about how energy is tackled at the European level. And in this interview, we will talk with our special host, Dragomir Radoitsev, who is an expert in European energy policies. Without further delay, enjoy, and this is Mastic Diplomat. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Alexander Safi. And this is Ginevra Figini uh, from the Development Committee of the United Nations Student Association of Maastricht University. Today, we would like to introduce to you the topic of affordable and clean energy, uh, referring directly to the Sustainable Development 7 of the United Nations goals. More specifically, we will discuss with uh, Drago about what the European Union is currently doing to make uh, energy the energy system more sustainable and what policies will impact on the european climate action of the next decade hi drago we, we are very pleased to have you on this podcast today hello and thank you to both of you for inviting me it's really a pleasure to be here uh, thanks to you for coming to start talking about sustainable energy and climate action in the eu we thought we should start by talking about the european green deal Uh, namely the EU Growth Strategy for 2050, announced by the European Commission in 2019. Would you be able, Drago, to summarize, please, what this European Green Deal is in general for our listeners? Uh, Yes, of course. The European Green Deal is really the core of the EU's energy policy, so this is really a good start to start our conversation. Uh, The European Green Deal is the EU's plan to achieve climate neutrality by 2050. This is really the essence uh, of this this major policy and regulatory project. And it is also presented as as, uh, the new plan for sustainable growth of Europe. It's a very, very ambitious uh, project because it envisages really a transformation of our society all across the spectrums of our economy. So it does not only uh, impact energy and transport, for instance, but also fields such as agriculture and uh, social policy. So there is a lot that needs to be done. This is very ambitious and we can already see uh, a lot of action being picked up by the EU, especially in the the very uh, famous now package Fit for 55, uh, which is really a set of legislative proposals that uh, try to transform a very broad spectrum spectrum of our uh, of our society. Uh, I would really have to attract your attention also to the international dimension of the European Green Deal. So to prevent climate change, we really need action on the global scale. And the EU is trying to associate more partners to commit to the goals of the Paris Accord and to just uh, transition their own economies as well so that we can prevent climate change on a uh, for the whole world Uh, there are many important challenges that remain 
as demonstrated by the recent uh, invasion of uh, Russia in Ukraine, the markets got heavily disrupted and uh, now we need to take measures that uh, we were previously trying to avoid. For instance, now it may be necessary that we invest in new gas infrastructure, where, whereas previously the EU was doing quite a lot uh, to avoid such a scenario. But still, uh, the commitment to the goals of the Green Deal remains. And in this overall climate strategy, what is the role of energy in the EU green transition? Uh, I think that the energy is really the core, the core of the Green Deal. There is uh, more than 70% of carbon emissions, uh, of the EU's carbon emissions come from that field. So the most necessary actions uh, need to be taken exactly with regard to this field. And this is the reason for which renewable energy and energy efficiencies are centerpieces of the, of the Fit for 55 package. Uh, it's increasing the ambition of renewable energy and energy efficiency is really the, a pivotal moment uh, for the success of the Green Deal. There is also a very interesting vision uh, in, uh, depicted in the EU's strategy for energy system integration. I think it's a really a fascinating vision about the energy system, how it can be changed in favor of, uh, of climate action. So it sees a world where the different energy vectors don't work in parallel to each other, but really work to complement each other uh, in a way that stimulates energy efficiency and um, just uh, complementarities across the sectors. So for instance, if we have an industrial process uh, whereby a lot of heat is being produced in an integrated uh, system that heat will be used for instance, uh, to provide heat in, uh, in the, the domestic districts and to just supply district heating. Whereas in a non-integrated system, that heat would be lost and a separate process with separate resource resources would be envisaged uh, to provide heat to the domestic sectors. So you can see how in one scenario we have complementarities, uh, compl the different sectors complementing each other in favor of energy efficiency. Whereas in the other one, it's more towards unsustainable uh, use of resources. Um, yeah, this is really what I think is the core of, uh, of energy measures. You mentioned before the Fit for 55. Uh, would you please develop on, on these currently discussed energy policies at the EU level and what they imply for us? I think uh, a very useful way to think about energy policy is uh, if you keep three goals in mind. These are uh, security of supply, sustainability and competition. At different moments, the EU has had different, uh, a different of these goals on its mind, on its regulatory agenda. But normally a successful energy policy would balance and work towards the achievement of these three goals at the same time. So we saw the European Green Deal, we mostly see it as, a, as, a, as an action towards sustainable energy. And indeed, that is the case. And this is how the, this commission started. But now recent events and most notably the Russian invasion in Ukraine have shifted the focus of uh, energy policy towards the security of supply as a short term goal. Uh, and we can see that in the most recent communication from the EU, the Repower Europe which really places emphasis on diversification of energy sources as the most necessary action in the short term. Still, the European Green Deal and the energy transition have a notable presence in that communication because they are presented as the long-term solution to the EU's uh, energy dependence uh, problems. 
and also a solution, of course, to climate change. Um, Drago, how, how would the short-term and the long-term interplay between each other? Um, I think that's a, it's a difficult question to really predict how things are going to go. But uh, maybe just to say that like uh, one year ago, there was a revision of the EU's framework for the development of uh, trans-European energy infrastructure. And back then there was a massive debate. Are we going to include gas projects and gas infrastructure projects in it? or no, and uh, in the end they agreed that they would include them, but only for the next uh, two years, and that afterwards gas infrastructure project would not be eligible for this. Uh, and now because of the Russian invasion and the reality that 40% of the EU's gas comes from Russia, uh, we need to diversify our energy sources, which probably means that we will have to invest in new gas infrastructure, uh, most notably LNG terminals probably, which means that essentially resources that could have gone to the clean and to, towards the energy transition will now maybe need to go towards the development of gas infrastructure. Still, the long-term solution is uh, uh, really a profound energy transition towards clean energy because this type of technology allows you to produce your own clean energy technology and your own clean energy domestically in Europe. So the long-term solution to the energy dependence problem is really the energy transition as such so because it emphasizes so much local energy production now a question that relates more to us as individual eu citizens what can we do on an individual level to contribute to a more efficient and sustainable energy system i think that this is really one of the most fascinating questions anyone could pose uh, there is a lot, in fact, that you can do right now because just the world of energy has changed so much. Uh, in fact, the energy transition is, a, is per se a democratization and a decentralization of the energy system. And there are two factors for this. Firstly, uh, technology. Right now, the technology for renewable energy production is very affordable it's in comparison to what it used to be before and in comparison to other uh, energy energy sources. Uh, anyone could pretty much pick up a wind turbine and install it in their backyard or a solar PV. Uh, so you and then you become a part of the energy transition because you consume your own renewable energy. The second factor is really the regulatory side of things. This is uh, something where the EU did quite a lot uh, several years ago. The previous Commission proposed the clean energy package and it was passed. Uh, and this clean energy package really placed a lot of emphasis on customer empowerment. It, it allowed uh, customers to produce their own renewable energy, to consume it, but also to sell it back to the grid. So really uh, what you can do as an individual citizen, I would say that you have to do this. You really have to take advantage of your rights. You need to associate yourself with like-minded people to form energy communities which rely on renewable energy production and which uh, just increase the share of renewable energy in the energy mix of the EU. This is the most economically efficient uh, way to, in the long term, uh, stimulate the transition to renewable energy. There is this conception about energy that to slow climate change, we have to use less of it forever. That the reason to care about clean energy is just to try our best to prevent catastrophe. Isn't it a pretty backward way of looking at things? The goal isn't to use less energy or even to just replace uh, fossil fuels. 
The goal is vastly more energy to help more people live better lives and to make it all clean. We're now in a world where we can invent a lot of incredible things, but the problem is they're really energy intensive. Bill Gates said that this is the greatest opportunity for innovation in human history. So what are your thoughts on this shift of perspective? Uh, yes, I think that there is indeed a bit of a misconception that the goal of the Green Deal is to reduce energy consumption. Um, I wouldn't. I would say that this is a bit of a superficial understanding of the of the goals of the Green Deal. Uh, in fact, uh, the goal is to increase energy efficiency, uh, because as the EU puts it, uh, the cheapest and cleanest energy is the one that we don't end up using. But this is only one instrument out of a plethora of measures that the EU is uh, is deploying with the purpose of achieving climate neutrality. These measures include also the deployment of renewable energy sources, uh, incentivizing uh, system integration and customer empowerment. So in that context, I don't think that anyone can argue that we would keep needing energy uh, to stimulate innovation and growth, of course, and we'll keep using it. It's just that we want to increase um, the energy efficiency of that, uh, of that energy use uh, so that we can have indeed a climate neutral uh, Europe and perhaps maybe one day the whole planet. Thank you so much, Drago. And uh, would you have some last words for our audience? Um, yeah, really, as final words, I would uh, refer back to my response about what you can do as an individual citizen. I really think that uh, learning your rights uh, in how to incentivize the energy transition is the most important thing. Just know what you can do and uh, if you start doing it then we're all gonna be done with this much faster yeah that's a positive conclusion to this interview thank you all of you for listening thank you so much then drago and uh, we hope uh, you listeners learned a lot uh, about eu energy policies and what you can do as an individual to contribute to a sustainable and more sustainable and uh, affordable energy system. Thank you again and see you next time. This episode was written and hosted by Alexandra and Geneva. Thank you to the Development Committee for collaborating on this project. The music was created by Stone Ocean and the executive producers were the Maastricht Diplomat in collaboration with the Development Committee. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. You've been listening to the Maastricht Diplomat.